Hi everyone and welcome to this week's issue of Beauty in Business. This is Toby and I'm here with Al Wilson. Hi Al. Hi Toby. Hello everyone. I just wanted to jump straight into it and um, offer a topic across to discuss for today, Al. I just wanted to ask you, I know that um, I see you every day in interactions with selling owners internationally uh, about their businesses, the difficulties they have, the successes they have and so on. And I just wanted to look at the area of marketing and actually acquiring new clients. And there's so many ways in which we can do that. But I know that one that you've discussed uh, with me previously is um, networking um, in a way with um, other businesses in your area. And I was just wondering if you could share a little bit about that and we could go through that and really gain some clarity for our listeners on how, how they could utilise this as a business building exercise in their own salons. Yes, I, I really love this particular topic, but um, I, I really, and I'm also really excited today at, at, at presenting it to everyone in a way that is just so clear and strategic and it's got nothing to do with uh, just jumping in and going and uh, stepping into a, a business because you feel that it, um, you're feeling good and you're, you're having like a really good day, you're feeling a bit, you know, um, uh, happy and you think, well, I'm just going to just pop in and I'm going to introduce myself. But we're, we're not talking about that at all. We're not talking about, uh, n- you know, just going in on the fly. Um, and the reason for that is because when we're really wanting to build our business, everything comes down to strategy. Like that's really the beginning, you know, being really strategic about things because then we really can uh, take them all the way through, look at them re- realistically and honestly, whether they've worked or they haven't. Uh, and and the other side of things is that we really, in some relationships, we will find ourselves sort of, you know, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. It could be with someone that's a close friend that has a business in the same area. But, you know, I don't really believe that that is um, a great way to, to network because I really believe it's just not clear and it's not defined and therefore you can't measure it. And then you also have these issues where someone thinks they're sending you more clients and you're sending them. And it can get really, really, really messy. So it can work if you've got, you know, dear friendships with people, that's completely fine. But I just don't believe that, that, you know, we're definitely not talking about that today, are we, Toby? No, not at all. Not at all. And um, what I'd like to do, if I could, is is just share um, your your seven essential steps to to creating successful strategic alliances with other businesses, and then perhaps we can just go through and look at each of them in more detail. Great. So the first one I know you talk about is to get really clear on who your ideal client is, who who is the client that you are trying to uh, acquire for your business. The second one is, I know you've said, to identify who already has them as clients. Um, the third, you speak about creating a strategy, and we can go into that, what that is and what that looks like. The fourth is to present that strategy um, to that um, um, strategic alliance partner who you've identified and through giving them what they want in that you're able to gain the synergy to uh, get what what you want. Um, Step five is to make it a done for you solution for them that you're presenting. Step six is to after you've 
done all of that to really nurture the relationship and step seven is well well did it work and are you sure i know that you put there and the importance of of numbers in identifying that and perhaps after that we can go through an example or two or something to sort of pull it all together so if we come back um and just i'd like to ask you about uh step one when when you're saying step one is identify your ideal client why is that important well i think that's the one of the most important things for you to know is who are your who is your ideal client who is this woman person that you really believe is the client that is going to bring your business the absolute most success who you can add the most value to and I mean like when we're creating our ideal client right we're doing that right down to the nitty-gritty so where does she live what does she drive uh, is she into fitness does she love going out to fancy restaurants does she uh, help at the uh, at the public school or private school where her children attend you know who is this woman does she have a disposable income what does she love uh, and where does she hang out you know is she at the maternal health center or is she for example the daycare center every morning it doesn't really matter it's just that you need to sit down as a business owner and write down who this you know who this woman or this person actually is and it, it so in that way sorry it may even be a man i mean for mm-hmm. some people so in that way you're really creating a persona you're actually identifying and defining the um, an entire persona that gives you clarity on all of the other elements other lives other other interactions that that person has what do they do before they buy from you well what do they do after they buy from you what do they what's their what's their day look like like you've said absolutely and I think that you know a lot of the time what we do is we think we know that in our mind and it's that it's good enough and I can tell you now that that's absolutely not true if this is not written down refined looked at reassessed over time you're you really are on shaky ground so because so much depends on it so much as you're going to see today okay so let's let's move on to point two identify who already has our ideal clients um, as their existing clients who already has those relationships with our prospects in the marketplace so you can see even in that how important it is to know what this woman or this this person does you know, how are you going to know where, where they go? How are you going to know if they're, if they're at the local fitness centre, if you haven't identified who your ideal client is? Does she go to the fitness centre? Does she care about fitness at all? Uh, maybe she goes to a, a paramedical skin centre. Maybe she's, she's a woman that wants to look perfect all the time. I mean, who is this person and, and where does she go? What, who has her as a client already? So you can see how point one is just like absolutely key. Otherwise, you're just like walking around in the dark. You know, you have no real ground that you're stepping on when you're actually making the next decisions and creating the strategy. Yeah, and, and I think it's important to note as well that there's no, there's no reason why um, you only need to identify one ideal client. You can, you can develop multiple personas of your ideal clients and market to those and reach those in different ways. But I mean, obviously it always starts with one. It always starts with one. Yes, let's not go into the more. 
<laughs> but then, you know, some people may actually have their ideal client and they just want to grow their business. So what you just sure. shared is fantastic because then if they're really nailing it with this particular ideal client, then they think, okay, well, I want to branch out. So, you know, all of these things are possible, but it means sitting down and actually getting paper or your laptop, whatever it takes. I mean, I love pen and paper, as Toby will attest. Um, and just really sitting down quietly and thinking about, you know, who this who this person is and where mm. are they? Where are they going? And who are these strategic alliances yeah which i love that i love what you said mm. before your strategic partners it's great so so we've identified our ideal client we've identified which which businesses already have them as their existing clients um and then you you sort of speak about step three which is creating the strategy could you share a little bit more about that about how you're going to approach this this key decision maker in a local business that's that's um around 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 the salon yes and I, I love that you said the key decision maker because that's really important too that probably would have been a great point to put in there is that you really want to find the person within that the business that you're going to select to uh, approach um you need to make sure that the person you're speaking to is the the key decision maker because that's who's got the power mm. to to say yes or no to you and I think that what's really important in that is that when you're sitting down and creating a strategy that you actually uh, imagine that someone is coming to your business asking you to do a strategic alliance with them and, and, and what's really powerful about that is it makes you start to actually look at, well, okay, well, what would inspire me? What would make me actually say yes to someone? You're not actually projecting it out onto some other business. You're actually taking it in and you're really looking at it from a perspective of what will inspire me, what will move me. Uh, and that's a really powerful way to begin writing your strategy. So for a salon owner that, that sort of thinks about, okay, developing a strategy with which to present to this strategic alliance partner, um, what's a strategy? I mean, and I'll just I'll just add um, a strategy is is just defining and being clear on what you want to have happen. So it's understanding that it's understanding what the end goal of the activity is, what it looks like. And you know, a lot of the time, as small business owners or medium business owners, this this part of our businesses in many 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 ways is neglected and I think that that puts us again in on shaky ground and um, so creating the strategy is really really important and coming from their perspective like that's really that's interesting really when you say that because someone may think oh okay well look I'm going to walk into a um, a local business who has as their clients my ideal clients, give them a few business cards and say, hi, do you mind handing these out to your clients and then walking out? Is that enough? Or you think, well, what if, what if you were in your business and someone did that? Who would have interest in that? I would, if someone walked up to me and I had a local business and just handed me some cards and said, oh, hi, I'm just introducing myself. Can you give these out to your clients? Um, it's a pretty weak value proposition. So when you turn that around and actually think about well, what if you were in your business and someone walked in what is it that 
uh, I want as a business owner. You have to get inside their shoes and understand what it is that they want when you're defining that. So that I think that's a key part, identifying what that person wants. You want to increase relevance of the communication, of the offering, of the way that you structure your entire proposition, the way that you articulate it. What's the first paragraph that you say when you introduce yourself? It all has to be highly relevant to them and highly benefit-focused. Mm, I completely agree, and I love the way that you explain that. And I think that when we really look at it from our perspective and someone coming into our salon, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had people give me cards, and I, I really... I you know I say in the past I would thank them and I really even clients you know anyone doesn't really matter and I really wanted to give them out but you know life gets really busy and I know that you know in a few months time I'd see the pile still sitting there and I think I'd never got to that and I'd feel terrible because I wish I had but you know, I just it just never happens. So I think that in a strategic alliance and um, is much much more uh, um, intricate and much more involved than just handing out business cards. And I, I want to just add here too. You know, I, I think that what would be really good for um, everyone is if, if they really were deciding to do this is to just do one strategic alliance at a time, especially if you're new to it, because you're going to find that you're going to evolve and you're going to find things that you wish they had done a little bit differently. And as Toby shared before, you know. You you want to um, really understand what it is they want, but I think that you, you may not exactly get that 100% because the time's going to come when you're going to actually ask them as well. So, you know, I guess you've got to start somewhere, don't you? Yeah, I think the important point is not to walk in, knock on the door and say, hey, I would think that we could maybe work together in some way. Um, do you want to catch up for a coffee or something and talk about it? And then you may go for a coffee and sit and try and figure it out with them. I don't think that that's the best solution. There's nothing wrong with getting their input. In fact, you want that because you want to understand what they want. However, you need to do the thinking work beforehand. And we can go over a little example maybe um, toward the end of this and, uh, and sort of share some ideas. But you want to understand what it is that they want um, and put it together, do the thinking first, then you're going with as much clarity as you can possibly muster and from there the discussion can, can continue. A very common thing with these discussions um, that we've seen when people try and do them and they don't have the clarity is that it becomes... I just, I'm sorry, I just don't have time for this. I just don't yeah, have time. That's a common response if you haven't thought it through Absolutely. Beforehand. And I think that, you know, you probably would find that you may even do the same thing if you had someone come into your business and they're sort of like uh, fumbling around and you're not going to feel really, you're not going to feel strong in what you're sharing as well when that happens. So um, I, I think another thing too is that, uh, and I think you've got that down, Toby, we've got it down as point number five, make it a done for you solution. I really love that. And the reason that I, I spoke about that earlier is because um, and I wanted you to write that down is because business owners like you are so busy, so busy. So if you go into um, to a salon owner or another, you know, fitness center or, in, you know, anyway, it doesn't really matter where it is that, where you choose to find your ideal clients and what business you're approaching and you make things a little bit sort of complex for them or harder for them. So you might even offer them a 
$30 commission every time they send you a client. Uh, you might offer them free services for themselves. It doesn't really matter, but it doesn't, that sort of like, um, it kind of like isn't clear enough and it gives them something they've got to manage. It gives them something more to manage in their business. So even though you might think it's fantastic and wow, I'm offering you all of all of these things or all of this money, um, if it actually is making, increasing their workload or that they have to manage something more, then you may find that you may, even though you think your offer is outstanding, you may even get a no. And often I think there's a tendency, well, a tendency that we've seen is that when someone has their own business and, it's, and their focus is on running the business and having that business generate income, for someone to come back with a proposition where they're going to add a referral income from another business, it's sort of a little bit outside of the interest of the the first business owner because that business owner is concerned with their own business their focus that's their highest priorities is on building their own business and receiving a small or large commission from another business is not always but often not the most attractive thing it's better to realign with the wishes of that business owner and help them build their own business, help them build greater customer loyalty with their own customers, help them gain more customers even. There's many different ways to structure this as we can go on, but you really need to think about it like that because often, as you've just said, Al, it it can become a difficult thing to monitor if there's all of this tracking. You've got another income coming in. Okay, well, we need to give you a receipt for that. We've got to claim it on tax. What is it? Just all of this stuff. It's not their mainstay business. Try and stay within their mainstay business. And this is where it's important that it's a done-for-you solution. So you take care of it so they don't have to. So it's not putting demands on their time. They shouldn't need to do a lot. They should need to do the smallest amount possible. And this comes back to giving them more of what they want so that you can get what you want out of the equation. And I think that um, nurturing the relationship is really important. But let's, I want to go Yeah, just that go, was the sixth point. Yeah, and I just want to just go back to, you know, how you'd even begin the relationship in the first place. I think an introduction is really, really sweet and it's really lovely to be prepared and uh, have all of your your strategy all worked out. But it doesn't mean that you're presenting that to them immediately. You want to just go introduce yourself, introduce your business, leave them a card, and possibly just ask if, uh, of course, once you, you're actually speaking to the decision maker, that you would like to send them um, an introductory email, some information about your business, and uh, you're looking for strategic alliance partners in your location, um, and you'd and like you've to got some, something. Yeah, and you've got some great ideas how, how how they can get get the benefit, get the benefit, whatever that is. You need and to I, present yeah. that up front. And I think that that might even be the second conversation, Toby. I'm not so sure. I just want to put that to you. And, you know, even if the first conversation is just introducing yourself and saying that, you know, I'm going to send you through some information, I'd love you to look at it and I'd like to make a time. See if you can actually even make a time with them then and there for the following week and, you know, give them some time to go over the email. Does that make sense, Toby? And then when you're sitting down with them and you have more of a time, 
time to discuss it, you can then go into what the benefit is for them and 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 so on. And would you put that in the email, Toby, um, that you sent through, or would you leave that for the second meeting, where you really start to discuss the benefit, where you're one on one? I think. Well, firstly, I don't know that we've got time to go th- too much more in uh, in depth into this side of it. I I, I would just sort of probably I think share the point that um, any communication that we engage in uh, needs to be um, somewhat benefit focused for them because that is going to immediately resonate with a relevance in their mind. When you resonate with a relevance, with something that's relevant to their own wishes, that is going to cause engagement of interest in the conversation. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that when we, when you walk in and, and introduce yourself, even suggesting to them that you're looking for strategic alliance partners, it sort of like gets their curiosity going. So they're going to want to, you know, they, they've met you, they've seen you, you've given them the card, you're going to send them the email, they get to actually read it because, you know, you might, it doesn't necessarily, you don't have to lay it all on the table then and there, but you've given them that 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 little spark of oh I wonder what that what what she's got in mind I wonder what that might look like so they open it up and then I think it's really really important that in that email you are sharing the values of your business you might even want to send them a link to your website if your website's really spick and span and, and it talks a little bit about you um, and really really ensure that um, you know you're really getting across what the values of your business actually are because that is what is going to create the synergy if you're going into a business that's really got incredible values they're professional um, they've got incredible expertise they're going to want to align themselves with businesses that are the, that are the same so you know really expressing that is really really important the other thing you might offer them as well is a complimentary service um, in your business so they can come and experience your business firsthand themselves and I think that that's a really beautiful um, uh, offering to begin with you might even send someone in to have a a treatment in their business and find out what you know whether you want to be aligned with them that's important too doesn't mean just because your clients are there that um, you necessarily are going to going to be choosing that particular business you really want to do a little bit of your homework and nurturing the relationship Toby how could we do that how would you see Um, I think it's first important to realize that you're not their first concern it's important to really embody that and just accept it as a truth. They don't, they don't uh, really care about your business. And I don't mean that in a way where they're not a caring person. I shouldn't say they don't care about it. I should say that it's not important to them. Like they have many other things in their life and in their business that are more, um, that's more important than that. So that brings up the relevance of this point to really place a focus on nurturing the relationship. So in that, it's important to have structure in how you're going to do that. So we don't just leave it to in the back of our mind, oh, I might stop in while I'm walking uh, past on lunch one day and go in and say hello again. But we really want to define that back when we're creating the strategy as to what the follow-up and what the nurturing of the relationship and the supporting of the arrangement really is. And then when there's the success of it, 
you need to reinforce that success so so they're aware of how their bit their business is benefiting from the arrangement it needs to be rearticulated and 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 demonstrated and shown so for example you could put in that on the 14th day of you know may or november or whatever month we're up to i'm going to at 2:30 i'm going to put in the appointment calendar then i'm going to go down and i'm going to share these specific points so you define all of this in the strategy so you work it out so later you're just carrying out the system that you've created you're not having to in your busy time and things happen and your child was sick home from school and you come running in you're a few minutes late to the salon and and you've got so much on your mind then is not the time to think through how you're going to nurture it so what you're saying what i'm hearing you say is to nurture the relationship has to be really strategic as well like you like and i i completely agree with you and i and i think that in our busy day it just gets um we get overwhelmed with holding all these things in our minds of what we should be doing it's wonderful to have it all strategically planned out and you know that you might send you know it doesn't really matter if you if you find that what you do but if you find that you're actually getting two or three new clients from this particular um business it would be lovely to send even a small bunch of roses as a thank you to the decision maker whether they're the salon owner or the manager and just thank them for being a strategic alliance partners with you like it really there's nothing wrong with actually extending yourself and toby i want and i really would like toby to speak about the the last point that we that we had which which is uh, did it work because i love the way that he actually articulates this this part of it and it is probably one of the most significant parts of it all uh, because it just ties it all up but don't be afraid to reach out and nurture the relationship especially if um, after the last point you you see that it's working and uh, this is really really important and don't be afraid of being vulnerable don't be afraid of them saying they can't speak to you right now and um, or you know don't feel like uh, they don't take things personally as well that's another key element of this is that this is business it doesn't you know sometimes if they can't speak to you just like you can't speak to people sometimes it's because you're busy so you know pop in say hello but make it strategic have it have a plan put it in your diary it's really really important thanks so yeah and and just to come back to the final point did it work so afterwards you've you've identified um one or several um key uh, prospects for strategic alliances you've approached them you've got your strategy you've you've um you've you've implemented you've nurtured the relationship and then you think did it work and i, I love what you said at the start of our conversation which is it's so important don't go by your feelings or your impressions as to whether it worked or not don't go by your perception of whether it worked or not which we do a lot Be- yeah really because it's just it's just not the way to do it. Um, the way to do it is to really um, know your numbers. Um, it's just unavoidable. You have to do that. For example, let's just go through a quick example. Can I interrupt, Toby, just for a moment? Uh, I know that on our blog we have a number of 
pardon the pun, a number of blog uh, podcasts, basically, that uh, Brian has done on numbers. And I think even possibly you may have done with Brian. I'm not 100% sure, but I know that we've got a few of them. And I, I really compel our audience to go and listen to those podcasts because as they're going to see right now, knowing your numbers is absolutely key to actually measuring and seeing whether any of these uh, alliances that you have actually are working. Yeah, great. So, so let's just run through a quick, a quick example. Let's say, for argument's sake, that you approached, let's say you're a beauty salon and you approached a hairdressing salon because you don't do hair, so it's a non-competing business. And let's say, for example, uh, Mother's Day is coming up. Um, and you've identified that your ideal clients are maybe women who are over um, 55 years old or something like that. So mothers is, is a, uh, a, good, a good sort of a, uh, a prospect for you. And if you've defined that you, uh, you've approached the, the business owner, the hair, hairdressing salons owners, uh, and you've said to them, look, I've got, I've, I've really got an idea of how you can build your loyalty with your, your existing customer base. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to offer your top 200 clients, your VIP clients, a, a free Mother's Day, a, a free gift certificate to come in for a $60 30-minute facial um, at no charge. And I'm happy to pay for all the printing. I'm happy to put your logo on the gift certificates along with mine. And this is an exclusive offer that these, these people get only because they're special clients of your business. So straight away, you've articulated the value to the other business owner because this is exclusive to them. So it's a gift that they're able to give to their clients with essentially nothing in in um, in return, you're offering that without anything in return. You're just offering a free service. This doesn't have have to be the way it is, but it's just one option. It's a good, great example. I really so love then, it. so then, let's say, for argument's sake, that they they gave out a lot of them, but um, you gave them. You had you had two hundred printed. Let's say that they were maybe two dollars each. So you've spent four hundred dollars on printing. Uh, they didn't do it very effectively because instead of getting it out to all 200, they only got um, maybe half of them out. Let's say they gave out 100. So of that, of those 200 VIP clients, let's say you only got 10% of them. So you had 20 people come in That's and good. take advantage of this free free service. Well, it's a 30-minute facial, so that's like 10 hours that you've just used. Let's say you had a staff member do it, and for argument's sake, you're paying the staff member $30 an hour to do this. So that's cost you $300 in wages to service these, these 20 clients. That's quite a, bit of, um, uh, quite a bit of time spent, time and energy spent servicing it, and you haven't really got anything in return, right? So then um, the, the, your, your, of, those, of, of those 20 clients, let's say on, only five of them ever came back again. So 15 of them um, just left and you never saw them again. Now, from a perspective of perception, this may seem like quite a big failure of a strategic alliance. However, 
if if you know your numbers in your business, and let's say that a new um, the average client is worth I don't know eighty five dollars to you um, every month for for twelve months, and then they stop coming back. Well, of of those five clients, you would have acquired an extra five thousand dollars over the next twelve months of business um, that you wouldn't have had otherwise. So you've spent three hundred dollars on actually performing the service. You've spent you know, we said about $400 on printing to make it look all beautiful. You've had a couple of conversations with another business. So you've spent $700 and maybe a little bit of your time. And all of a sudden, you've got an extra $5,000 of business in your salon over the next 12 months. Now, I'm not saying that these figures are your figures, but it's important that you understand the metrics as to how these things perform. Because so often, it there's always going to be a larger amount of things that that don't work in proportion to the ones that do. So you may, um, and this is just a, a case of metrics in sales. If you show an advertisement to 10,000 people, there's going to be more people who don't come to you as clients than who do. So often, if you go by your perception and feelings, it'll feel like, oh, that that was just a waste of time. It didn't work. But when you track the numbers, it can be incredibly profitable. So this is just fantastic. I really love the way you broke that down for everyone because I think a lot of the time we don't do our numbers and I think that uh, we don't do it because we don't have time. So everything that we're explaining here is working on your business um, and I, I want to share that with our audience. This is where you need the time to remove yourself as the technician and really start to work on your business. And strategic alliance partners are such a powerful, powerful way. And sometimes, you know, if you, if you create this a fantastic strategy, you can be taking it out to different strategic alliance partners um, throughout the year and just blow your mind on how this can actually work for your business. And really, when you think about it, um, um, it, it's just like it's, it, it can be just an enormous amount of fun too because you're meeting new people and uh, and you're really actually beginning to connect uh, with the people in your area and other you know business people and and who knows what can come of it so um, I, I've really enjoyed actually going through all of these points Toby and sharing this with um, with our audience it's been great today yeah and I think I think that the the most important point just to leave everyone with is that uh, if you're thinking to yourself, oh, look, I've tried this already and it didn't work. If ever you think that about any sort of marketing or business growth activity, it's not, it's not the medium that doesn't work. It's that the way that you've done it, you've not been effective in it. So if you've tried Facebook advertising, I tried it and it didn't work. If I've tried doing networking and strategic alliances, I tried that, but it didn't work. It's not the medium. It's not the method that... Uh, that doesn't work. It's the way in which you've done it. And that's just leaves the opportunity for more and more learning and development as to yes, how to make I, it work. I agree. That's the skill of the business owner. Yeah, and I think that, you know, rather than actually, um, you know, feeling deflated and, and allowing our emotions and our feelings to take over, just take a look at how you presented it. Take a look if all of these points that we spoke of today, that you really, really identified all of them and clarified them for your strategic alliance partner, that you were clear, that the delivery was clear, that you nurtured 
the relationship and so on and so on. And, you know, like it's always about testing, isn't it, Toby? Marketing is about testing. You're testing, testing, testing. And and, and the whole point is that if you did it one way, then try it a new way and um, do it one at a time. I think it's really important. Don't go and just do a whole big, you know, strategic alliance partnership campaign with like 10 businesses in your area all at once. Try one, test it, see how it worked refine it come back to it um, and please leave your comments and questions below because we you know we really would love to answer them for you and um and really assist you to actually roll something like this out because mm. it's just so powerful yeah it always comes down to two things it's psychology and getting that right and metrics understanding and getting getting the metrics getting the numbers right if you've if if you've got those two things then it, it works. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Toby, for your time. Thank you, Elle. Thanks, everyone. Bye.